I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Today we're going to be talking about three nutrition hacks for hair growth because I was diagnosed with alopecia areata at seven years old and at the time there wasn't that much of an understanding about the link between hair loss and nutrient deficiencies and now as the research has evolved it is quite clear that hair loss can arise when you are nutrient deficient and there are various reasons why you might be nutrient deficient it isn't just a case of diet but often it is it might be that you have lost lots of weight or you've been on a restrictive diet and you end up with some form of malnutrition but it can also be to do with gut health if you are not absorbing your food properly that can lead to hair loss as well and I know with celiac disease one of the consequences of having celiac is that and because celiac does damage the gut lining and the absorption of foods which can lead to nutrient deficiencies that in and of itself can cause hair loss because the hair needs a lot of nutrients in order to grow and also to keep the immune system in check because around the hair follicle is what we call an immune privilege site where the immune system isn't meant to be able to attack around there but that breaks down with alopecia areata food is a really key part of this but what i would say is it's not just a case of taking lots of supplements in high strength and that's going to help the studies do show that nutrients help with hair loss but it's when you are nutrient deficient that they have the most impact on hair growth today we're going to talk about my three nutrition hacks for hair growth because there are three key food categories which I think are really essential when you are looking to eat foods for hair growth. I'm not just focusing here on alopecia areata, lots of different types of hair loss can be due to nutrient deficiencies. It isn't just the autoimmune hair loss that can be helped with this. Female pattern hair loss could be the result of nutrient deficiencies as well and everybody's trigger is going to be different. These nutrients are shown to help with hair growth and I will explain why. The first category of food that can help with hair growth are antioxidant rich foods. The hair follicle can become damaged as a result of an influx or an overwhelmment of free radicals which can be caused by toxicity, it might be caused by an infection, it could be caused by chronic stress and when you don't have enough antioxidants to neutralize those they can affect the hair follicle and anything that damages the hair follicle is going to affect hair growth. In that we call it oxidative stress where you have more free radicals than antioxidants 
the immune system may respond and overreact. The hair follicle is it's called immune privileged, which means that in an ordinary case, the immune system shouldn't be able to attack the hair or the hair follicle. That breaks down sometimes and it may be the result of damage or oxidative stress. When that happens, the immune system can then target the hair and that's when you experience hair loss. And that's why eating antioxidant-rich foods is so vital. If you are doing your best or doing as much as you can to enhance hair growth. Really one of the best ways to eat a lot of antioxidants is to think about the colour of the food you are eating. You would really looking for that colourful plate of food and counting the colours on your plate is just a very practical way to make sure that you are eating enough colour in your diet. And I always say just make sure you have three colours on your plate. You might have, have some purple food, for example some red cabbage. You might then have a red food like pepper or pomegranate and then you might have a green food like cabbage or broccoli. There's lots of ways that you can incorporate these colourful foods on a plate and really have a think about how many colours of vegetables are you eating on a daily basis or over a week it's probably not that many and that for me is a really good way to get those antioxidants in and also I really love the powders that you can buy like the cranberry powder biobab or leucoma there's lots of powders out there there's lots of green powders like moringa is really good and it's AIP friendly. So you can add those to different foods. You can add that to smoothies, soups, to really bump up the nutrient density, which can help with hair growth. And remember, when you are adding colour, it's not just about a side portion of vegetables. You can make smoothies, you can make sauces, you can make soups, you can make salads, you can add lots of herbs and spices. All these things are provide an abundance of colour and they are really going to help to promote healthy hair growth. You can actually test for oxidative stress as well and it is a test that I run in my clinic called the metabolomics test and it tests for nutrient deficiencies as well with some key vitamins which are essential in hair growth and I, I like to run that test with my clients to give me a really good idea of their baseline and straight away something might come out of that test which gives me a really good indication of why the hair growth might be impaired. And it also tests for amino acids, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but that is very important too, because the hair is made of protein, and when you are low in certain amino acids, it can affect the production of hair. The next category of food that I think is really vital are your essential micronutrients, because we really need a lot of and a, a great assortment of vitamins in order to sustain hair growth and also blood circulation because we really do need to make sure that those nutrients are delivered to the hair follicle. If those nutrients aren't delivered to the scalp and the hair follicle, the hair follicle might become damaged. It won't have the building blocks to even produce the hair. And also, if you're deficient in something like vitamin D, well, that is crucial vitamin for that 
immune response and making sure that that immune response is appropriate because I was saying that hair follicles shouldn't be targeted by the immune system and vitamin D makes sure that that's all kept in check but when you are low in vitamin D it can cause a breakdown in that tolerance which means that the immune system as I said can then start attacking the hair follicle and we want to prevent that as much as possible. Other key vitamins in hair growth are vitamin A, zinc and biotin. So there are various reasons why you might be at risk of micronutrient deficiencies. And when I say micronutrients, I'm talking about those essential nutrients like all of the vitamins and the different minerals like iron, selenium, and zinc. They are all very important in hair growth, but there are various reasons why you might have a micronutrient deficiency. It could be based on genetics, and you can do a genetic profile test, which I found very insightful when I did it, and it just gave me a really good indication of where there were potentially some weak spots in my body. And I've just always made sure that I adapt my diet for that now. The genes load the gun and the environment pulls the trigger, as the saying goes, and that is true. Your genetics are only a small proportion of this, but when you put them in a certain environment and you know those genes are already weaker than they should be, then you know that you need to to do more in the environment. So it is a very powerful thing to know when you do that genetic profile. But another reason you might have a micronutrient deficiency is having a high viral load. And this is something that came up for me. And you can go and ask your GP if you think it's relevant and you think it applies to you but your GP can do a viral screen and you can also do them privately through me and other nutritional therapists and that's going to tell you where you have had exposure to a virus in the past and it is now dormant in your body what can happen and I will do another podcast on this but what can happen is it can lay dormant and still cause your immune system to be almost fired up against it which drains your nutrients and also viruses steal nutrients as well so it could be that you have a high viral load It may be due to toxicity. Are you exposed to lots of chemicals or is there mold in your house or are you eating a lot of non-organic food? Toxicity is really key and it can cause nutrient deficiencies. And then, as I'm sure you're not surprised by this one, stress can also put a huge weight on the body and can cause nutrient deficiencies because your adrenals need so much in order to cope with that stress. If you are chronically stressed, then you you do have a higher nutrient need. And then lastly, as I mentioned earlier, it could be to do with the gut. And I would say for a lot of people, it is. People may have overgrowth of bacteria. Their gut might not be functioning very well. It's not breaking down things like protein, which is so important for the hair. And there are lots of other things that can be going on in the gut that can one cause systemic inflammation, which can cause inflammation around the hair follicle as well. And it can also mean that you're not absorbing and utilizing your nutrients as well as you could be. So there's two kind of knock-on effects when your gut health is not as good as it could be. It really is, as I mentioned at the beginning, really understanding your trigger and knowing what might be causing that nutrient deficiency so you can address it. Supplements and a really high nutrient diet is great, but if you're not dealing with the root of 
that deficiency in the first place. It's only going to take you so far. And what you are looking for is that sustained hair growth for the long term. It's great when the hair grows back, if it does, but most of my clients, and I certainly was as well, are looking for that sustained hair growth so this cycle doesn't continue because it really is a lot to live with all the time and there's so much uncertainty around it. You just want to get to that point where you're not worried about it anymore. And then lastly, the other category of food which is critical in hair growth is protein. Amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein, are the structure in every part of your body, including your hair. If you are deficient in any of these amino acids, then it can lead to hair loss or what it can do is it can lead to your hair breaking, your hair being dry, your hair not growing very well. One of the essential amino acids, and when I say essential, it means that you have to consume it from your diet, your body can't make it. So if you don't consume certain amino acids in your diet, which are often normally in animal products, but also they can be in certain grains and pulses and legumes, but you really do need to make sure that you've done your research if you're not eating animal protein because animal protein can normally contains many of the amino acids in one food source. Whereas when you're eating vegan and vegetarian, which I was vegetarian for 11 years, you need to be really savvy about what foods you're eating just to make sure you get that assortment of amino acids. But one of them that is absolutely essential for hair growth, and it is antiviral as well, is lysine. And there have been quite a lot of studies about lysine and hair growth. You can consume it in different foods, but it's certainly if you are deficient in lysine, it can lead to hair loss. I think that is why when somebody has lost a lot of weight or gone on a crash diet been counting calories or been restricting their diet in any way can lead to hair loss because they're lacking the protein in their diet. And there are so many delicious protein-rich foods that you can start incorporating into your diet. There are lots of different organic grass-fed meats that you can bring in. You can bring in oily fish like salmon. Eggs are a really great source of protein pumpkin seeds. Quinoa is a lovely source of amino acids. It's probably one of the best vegetarian foods for protein because it includes an assortment of different amino acids and it also includes lysine. And then hemp protein powder or other protein powders are also really great to start including in your diet. So have a think about it. How much protein do you think you're eating in your diet every day? It is so easy to miss out some really key food categories from your diet especially if you're in a routine of eating the same thing every day. That's why I would reflect on these three categories of food which I have mentioned. If you aren't consuming those two categories in your diet every day, that could lead to a nutrient deficiency which can then impact your hair growth. Now there are many different foods that can help with hair growth but these are the three main ones that I think to watch out for at the beginning when you start experiencing hair loss. I just thought it might be useful for you to understand what when I'm working with clients with alopecia areata or different types of hair loss or even what I did on myself what really the process is because there is a process to it that I often follow and the first thing would be to look at somebody's gut health because if they're not absorbing foods in the first place or not utilizing those foods very well or there's 
inflammation in the gut, then as I said, you're kind of up against it. So dealing with gut health first is really crucial as a first step in helping with hair growth. It always starts with the gut and it really does. If there's anything there that's out of sync, then it's going to affect the rest of the body. Then I would assess nutrient deficiencies. Could a nutrient deficiency be causing the hair loss? And if any nutrient deficiencies are identified, which could be through just looking at somebody's food plan, or it could be through testing, and then bringing in some really key nutrient-dense foods. And some of my favourites are seaweed, eggs, organ meats, oily fish, berries, avocado, cod liver oil, and shellfish. So those are ones that I would be really, at that at that stage where you're really trying to initiate some hair growth, those are some really great foods to bring in. Then at that point, I'd be thinking anti-inflammatory. We need to get this immune response down. That would be where you're thinking about eating all the colour. And I'm giving you this in stage and obviously eating those anti-inflammatory foods are going to be beneficial at any stage. You can bring in healthy oils as well. And there's some really lovely anti-inflammatory oils like extra virgin olive oil and black seed oil that can help with hair growth and there are studies around black seed oil and applying it topically as well so some oils can be applied to the scalp to really help to encourage and stimulate hair growth obviously you still need to deal with the root of the issue and build up the body from the inside but I do think by stimulating the hair growth, especially if you've had a patch of hair loss for a long time, doing some topical treatments can help as well. And then this one is sometimes overlooked with hair loss, but making sure that your blood sugar is regulated and balanced because when you have lots of blood sugar spikes or chronically high blood sugar levels, that can cause oxidative stress and inflammation in the body and that can impact the amount of oxygen getting to the hair follicle, it can impact the nutrients getting to the hair follicle, and that can negatively impact the hair growth cycle. And as a a result, the hair will go from that growing anagen phase into the resting telogen phase, and that's when it falls out, and that's what we don't want to happen. So really, blood sugar is also key with hair growth. Let's recap my approach to hair growth. Making sure that you are increasing your protein intake or at least think about how much protein, if you're already having a lot of protein, then that might not be an issue, but think about each meal and make sure that you are having enough protein in those meals. Eat the rainbow in fruits and vegetables. Count those three colors with every plate. Include nourishing fats in your diet. So often fats are overlooked. Make sure that you bring in things like the avocado, the extra virgin olive oil. You can bring in coconut oil, cod liver oil, and just making sure that you're having those each day and you're not cutting out fats because fats are really good for your body. They're really great for your cell membrane of your cells and the hair follicle is a cell at the end of the day. So it needs those healthy fats as well. Making sure that your gut isn't out of balance. Are you having any digestive symptoms? If your gut is out of balance or if there's some some issue with the digestive system, you're not breaking down proteins properly, then again, that can lead to a nutrient deficiency and it needs to be addressed. You might want to look at doing some form of antiviral protocol or understanding what your viral burden is in any case. Are you getting lots of colds? Do you get ill frequently or have you in the past that might be a sign that viruses might be a part of this as well 
Outside of the nutrition, there are lots of other things to do as well in terms of stress management, making sure that you have that connection with people, living a life that you love, understanding who you are and what might be driving some of your decisions, even looking back at past trauma or things that have happened in your life that potentially you haven't dealt with yet and beliefs, I think that can go a long way with hair growth too. If you are experiencing hair growth at the minute, definitely consider those nutrition points and bringing in some extra nutrition into your diet. I'm also starting the Hair Growth Reviver program again, which is starting on the 7th of November. It's a four week program and it gives you all the information that you need in terms of nutrition and diet and really some self-exploration to understand what might have triggered your hair loss in the first place so that you can work on that and there will be live group coaching sessions with me and there might be some bonuses that I'm going to reveal over the next couple of weeks but I'm really excited to do this program again. I run it twice a year and I would love you to join me. I run it over the summer and saw some great results. I'd love you to be part of it. So if you would like to sign up, I am going to put the link in the show notes and you will also find it over on my Instagram account, which is at the Autoimmunity Nutritionist. And be quick, the special early bird price ends on Saturday and the first five people to sign up are going to get a topical treatment bundle which includes a scalp brush, some rosemary oil and some pumpkin seed oil. So don't miss out on that. The link is in my show notes. You can also join my free community, the Autoimmunity Community, if you would like to be part of a network of strong-willed people with autoimmune disease who are finding ways to thrive in life. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found these tips helpful. If you have any questions about anything I covered today, then please feel free to message me over on Instagram and have a great rest of your week and I will speak to you soon. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.